Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Fraud and Leslie. This week, we're going to do a little bit of like a twofer. We're going to do a little bit of show and tell, and then we're also going to talk about some solutions. And our subject this week, Rod, as you know, is craziest, most self-limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, about how we operate in the world. And we're going to share a few of our own which is meant to just be funny. And then we'll talk about some tips and tactics that we've used that really help us, that have helped us uh, break some of those beliefs in the past. What would you add into the mix, my friend? Yeah, this I'm looking forward to the conversation. This is one I think very early on in our podcast series, we, we said, I, we'll do an episode on our craziest self-beliefs. We promised this from, you know, say episode two or three, and here we are, episode 20. 20. Congratulations. High fives. Fist bump. Virtual high fives, clapping, all the things, jazz hands, everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so here we are. At, uh, we're, we're at the moment where we can dive into it. And I think, um, actually, you know, of, of the, the things in my own uh, life journey that's helped me get over the moments where I feel stuck and like helped me change and evolve uh, was that the Technique that I'm going to share um, in a little bit towards the end after we give so some examples excited. around how to um, work through and th- and uh, think through some of these self beliefs that we you know for, you know I think we realize when they become self limiting like these or right and and maybe there's a category there's there's ones that are self limiting that we don't we just are there and we accept because we didn't know to challenge them yeah. And then there's others that we know because they make us feel bad. Like they, they, right. we become obsessed or absorbed yes. by the crappy feeling. Or it's manifesting in our lives in a way that just doesn't make us happy, right? Like mm-hmm. that it's causing resultant behaviors, actions, whatever in the real world where it comes mm-hmm. out of our head and it's in real life and it just makes us feel icky. That's, yeah. Those are the ones we want to get at, right? Yes. 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 That's right. Yeah. So should we start? Yeah, let's start. Okay. Do you want to hear mine first? Yeah. We haven't told each other. We haven't told each other this, gang. We're just we're just getting into it. Okay, so mine is that so I grew up like a really shy kid, which most people now wouldn't believe for anything, but it's legit true. And there is still a part inside of me that is not only shy, but that, like, who sees myself as shy, but then also then I can't understand it when people want to be friends with me. Like, I have a really hard time understanding why anybody would want to be my friend or be in my life. Legit. Now, that's not all the time, but, like, when I'm in the dark space... That is mm-hmm. one of my biggest ones that still comes up when I'm in the dark space. Mm-hmm. It's not my like, it's not my usual modus operandi, but when I'm there, mm-hmm. it's a good one. It's a yeah. good one. And yeah. it, it does a lot of self-limiting you... things, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So when is there a moment in your life where you became aware of that? Like we, is a certain age range is what I'm thinking. Like, or was it something you just were aware of from very early on? Yeah, no, I would say uh, grade four. So 
I, which I know is really specific, but I'm going to try and condense this story a little bit. But so I skipped a grade, I skipped grade three. And um, in my primary school, our playground, there were two playgrounds. One was grades one through three, and one was grades four through six. So when mm-hmm. all of my friends were still in the one through three playground, um, I moved into the four, five, six playground and knew nothing and like knew no one and was again, you know, a fairly sh- not at home shy, but at school a little bit shy. And mm-hmm. I think that feeling of aloneness and that feeling from that age has carried with me to a degree, um, mm-hmm. even into my adult life. And like mm-hmm. I say, like it's it's now more just when I'm in the dark space. But yeah, it holds. Fascinating, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I'm excited to hear about your your tips because I'm hoping I can sort of, you know, like use the Mister Clean eraser thing and kind of <laughs> clean it out of my system. I bought some of those well, this morning. I'm super excited of those. <laughs> I'm not doing it. We are well, not. I'm not doing product placement, but like legit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get no. We, we, <laughs> we make zero money off of anything that we do on this podcast. So there's one hundred percent the truth. <laughs> the uh, um. Uh oh, geez, I just. So, Did I well, shock I, you with my story? Because most people, if no. I tell them that, they don't. They no, no, again, no, no. Actually, don't believe I, me. No, I first for so I first want to say, of course, my suggestion later on. There's no magic solution to anything, which is no. we've, we've learned a long time ago. But there's helpful solutions or helpful tips. So I, you know, I could very. Uh, I think I have a version of that, and I will say even into my adulthood where I was. Um, like in work friendship relationships, there was mm-hmm. my first uh, career in consulting. There was a, a number of uh, people um, that we were, you know, similar phase of our careers. A lot of, we went out, we got together socially outside of work and also worked on projects together. And it was a really good group. But I never really felt... I, and this was this is something that I carried from when I was a kid. Is like never really felt truly part of part of the yeah. group. So it's yeah. like there would show up, would uh, joke around, would you know pr- pretend to feel like or show that I'm part of it, but I wouldn't genuinely feel that connection. And there was the only um, a very small number of say, friendships where I felt genuinely safe and appreciated yeah, and, yeah. and their friend and 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 um i don't know it, it it i think for me the the origin was i just always when i was a kid and i remember my mom saying this to me it's like oh you're gonna be you're such a cute kid you're gonna the girls are gonna you know have a crush <laughs> on you they're gonna like you and or you're gonna have so many friends and i remember uh, I was probably like seven or, or eight when she was saying this, and I can remember thinking to myself how I genuinely did not believe what she was telling yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, and, and I don't know where that source. You, Rod, you're adorable. I know, oh. but then just like that's the kind of the belief that just carries through. It's like, and I don't know where that origin originated from, but there is just this feeling of like the the genuineness of how people are interacting with you and i know yeah, i'm going to fast yeah. forward to to i'm going to jumping back from kid world to adult world is so my uh my wife Karine, she's from france she noticed coming to canada that um a lot of the french like people seem to make 
friends or demonstrate a very openness and a strong connection to to people that they've met in a friendly way in a way that was very strange for her because the the French version of it is that it would take time to build up that connection right. but then once the connection is made it's there forever and for it's life. longer where, lasting yeah, yeah where the, her and I've heard this from a, a bunch of I've heard this from many different people, particularly non-Canadians coming to Canada, is that there's a style, it's, and it's not just Canadians, it's probably North American, where we demonstrate outwardly a lot of this positive, oh, I, you know, like you so much, like a lot of... This is amazing, connection. we're going to be friends forever, but then it's, all that but stuff, it's not, yeah. Yeah, but then it's true, but it's kind of, maybe it's politeness, or it's it's well, not truly grounded and stuff. Yeah. And so then, then that that uh, it's, it's fleeting and it goes away. And then people, as they kind of dealing with it, why is that person who I thought they were my friend, but now they're not talking to me? You know, what happened there? Was it me? Interesting. So there's sort of a slightly more transient nature to friendships yeah. here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can so see maybe... that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I do think like I have some... Um, I have some friends where their main friendship group, they've been friends with them since high school. And that to me yeah. is astounding. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't talk to anybody from, from that time in my life at all. I haven't stayed mm-hmm. connected with anybody. So I, you know, I, there probably are, maybe we're just not very good at making friends as adults as well. You know, it is kind of awkward if you're joining a new group and you have, that's why it's so, you know, they always say like, follow your interests and, and, Mm -hmm. and that's where you will meet people where you'll naturally have stuff to talk about. But, you know, Mm -hmm. as you were talking about yours, Rod, two things came into my mind. One is I feel like we're secretly doing an episode on imposter syndrome because I feel like both of our stories are, kind of linked to imposter syndrome a little bit makes me mm-hmm. wonder if we should do something full and juicy on that um mm-hmm. but like really we do want to talk about uh, self-limiting beliefs but uh but that might be an interesting one for another time because mm-hmm. it's it's so pervasive i think in our well, culture well i actually i think it's super connected with a self-limiting belief mm-hmm. or there's a maybe a version of it so it's like take a um I, I know for you know for me it's like given being in a situation uh you know in a career at work is it's like okay I think I'm doing okay but I I'm not going to strive for anything or I don't think I could strive for more right. because I'm not even sure what I'm doing now that makes it that's good about it like people seem to be okay with what I'm doing but I don't see the magic in it um so it's the it's you know the imposter is like here I am I'm getting people are telling me I'm successful but I don't believe it's because right. of anything that I'm doing it's not some right. ability. My take on the imposter is the yeah but if you knew the real me then you wouldn't yeah. think that right yeah. like that's always I know that my imposter syndrome has been triggered when I have those sorts of thoughts like yeah, yeah. sure the public Leslie looks like that and looks successful and looks da 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 whatever however you want to define it. But if you knew the real me, then mm-hmm. you would think something different because mm-hmm. and we're really I think that in my experience anyway, when you're when one is vulnerable with another person and you do let them see the real you, they actually end up we end up liking each other more. But it's mm-hmm. that vulnerability nut that's really hard to crack, I think, 
especially mm. in a in an uber polite society. And then the second mm. thing that it got me thinking of is, um, you know, th- one of the things I've done in my practice that's really helped me is thinking about going back to that young grade four me, in your case, the seven to nine year old you, mm-hmm. and just sending all kinds of love energy to that little being that was going mm-hmm. through all this stuff and didn't have a framework, didn't have anything to help. Sur- so maybe we can maybe we can spin that in as well a little bit because mm-hmm. um there's, I think, something about trying to almost imagining yourself going back in time and giving that younger version of you what you mm-hmm. needed that you weren't getting or reassuring you that, you know, yes, you were adorable and there's no mm-hmm. reason to, to, to second guess that, you know? Yeah. It's I'm in true. solution mode today, Rod. That's okay. not new, normally so my jam. Like, I'm just I'm gonna... like, and then we can do these things, and then we can do yeah. these things. This is such a deep one, though. Like, this is, and I think we've shared some really big self-limiting beliefs, but they can be small, too. Oh, I can't oh, sleep yeah. at night. Or, you know, yeah. I hate vegetables. Or, you know, it, it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be such big life ones. There are little tiny ones, too, that creep into our brains that can shape mm-hmm. the way we eat, the way we live. Totally. Um, so yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should talk about well, some smaller ones too. Another, <laughs> I, I know I shared before an example of, I genuinely believe this for a very long time. I was like, successful people are people who can function on a small, a limited amount of sleep. Yes. And I need a lot of sleep. Thus, I will, I won't be super successful. I'll be like, okay. But not like right, right. Because because uh, I can't do it, and and then I mean the revert the the corollary there is that I would try to do as much as I could on the the least amount of sleep, which was a is not a good thing because then it's just constantly being tired and bad mood and grumpy and yeah. And, um, but what's another one? The like yeah, like fitness. I I remember talking to somebody who was getting into running and running marathons, and I was saying like, you know what, I want to exercise more, but there's just no way I can do it. Uh, life is too busy, young yeah. kids, career. And then the the other person was, of course you can. You just have to plan for it. And right. I'm like you have to prioritize no, it and plan for it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, there is no way that I could do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that belief limits the, I mean, it, it, it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. It, it, it you, uh, then I don't explore creative or different ways to integrate in that goal because I just believe it's right. not possible. Well, and it's the black and white thinking too, right? Of the fixed mindset that we talked about ages ago of, it's not allowing yourself to think like you're imagining, uh, one hour workout well what if Mm -hmm. you just went and we kind of talked a little bit about and i did go walking last week three days i'm so proud of myself (laughs) um but it's that sort of like what would a bite-sized chunk what would the five percent what would the bite-sized chunk look like of that thing Right. right but i think when we're in that what i for me i call it the dark space but when we're in that limiting belief mindset um that's the all of that creative thinking kind of goes out Mm. the window you Mm. know it's so mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Now, Leslie, give me another another belief that you have that's oh, crazy. Uh, another <laughs> crazy one is that I am a juicy person, and I am going to be a juicy person for the rest of my life. So weight loss is impossible for me. Wait, like I just, why it's, look, when it's at its darkest, it's, it's why even bother, right? Mm-hmm. 
which is a super self-limiting belief because Mm -hmm. it, you know, there's like, it impacts a lot of healthy decisions. I eat pretty healthy. Like I always eat a fairly healthy, uh, fairly healthy diet, but I'm a pretty juicy person. So that Mm -hmm. is a good one for me. Mm -hmm. That is a big Mm -hmm. one. What about you? Do you have another, do you have another crazy one? Um, I think I'm just trying to choose which one to, to, I think the one is for a long time is that I'm an, I was going to say I'm an introvert, but then I think. That one really bugs you. I think we should talk about that one. Yeah. I can tell even as how you say it, that it bugs you. Well, because then it, and then it relates to, I was going to say another angle of it is, and I'm trying to avoid the career thing scenario yes. of the self-limiting belief but in a way it's kind of like that too it's like well i'm uh never going to be good at uh presenting being seen as dynamic yeah. as being seen as high energy uh to my leaders to the team like i'm gonna right right seen as monotone introvert guy and um i think you know those these personality Myers-Briggs tests when I've done those I've resulted as I was an I something 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 so introvert and then um me too I'm also and then many social situations I can be very uh quiet and in my own thoughts and so you know they would just be like oh he's not saying anything and oh he seems moody and uh and whatever yeah and so that's yeah it's yeah and then I and then the 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 snowball is and how that is like limiting me in my life and having friends and going out and and yeah and having we fun right like it's fun. yeah 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 and it's funny I mean I, so I, I don't see you in that way at all but I get why like I I I get it like I get these voices in our heads that just are so hard on us. Yeah. And it really just, they're so not helpful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just so not helpful. These voices that tell us that, you know, and it's always, it's always like, and there's always a never in front of it or an always in front of it. Mm -hmm. Don't you find I can never do this or I'm always going to be that person or, you know, like it's, that's how I think we know if you're trying to figure out whether or not something in your head is a self-limiting belief those oh, are yeah. the words you want to listen for, my friends, because exactly. if there's an always or a never in front of it, you're pretty much guaranteed that mm. it's uh, that you, that you're in that that you're in that territory of mm-hmm. black and white thinking, self-limiting beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, Rod. So mm. tell us, I want help. Tell us the three mm. steps. Tell us, tell us, okay. tell us. Well, and so, then we'll apply it. Yeah, we'll apply we're it. We're doing the uh, here. And bringing in some, oops, my, my headset fell off as I was talking. This happened last <laughs> week, but it's back, it's back. You this is our 20th episode, so we get to have a glitch. <laughs> we get to have a glitch on episode so, 20. So, <laughs> I, exactly. I'm, I, into sharing some, um, and this is some, I'll say, air quote, research. Basically, it's it's exploring, it's connecting stuff that I've read before as well as some good old-fashioned Google research, but this uh, connected to something from uh, a couple of years ago, just in my own journey. So building on what you just said now, 
you're totally right that if it's statements that are like that start with I am like the the being verb I am you know finish the rest of the statement that's a belief mm. about yourself if it's like I can or can't if you know the ability type word those statements right. are beliefs right. about your ability around something and so um the uh so if you see anything like that and when we talk about any type of exercise around taking on these beliefs starts with these statements and so um one thing i would say is most of the advice you know from psychology today and other websites that are out there right now if you do a google search they all in my opinion suck they're so complicated. <gasps> oh, juicy statement, Rod. Juicy yeah, statement. Because, and then they're, they're based on like, you know, do self analysis of uh, diving into the why do you think you feel that way? And what's the benefit if you change? It's like somehow the person needs to know that they need to change the belief. It's like, yeah. no, if you're there and if you're taking this on, it's because you already know this is something that's bothering you to take on. Right, right, right. So here's, First step, which is powerful in every situation, it's labeling it. Label, mm -hmm. write it down, describe it. Because, I, like, I'll give you another example. For me, is is in the dynamic of um, the feeling like, oh, do people really like me and stuff? It's the somebody, and it's the classic scenario at school or whatever. Is is oh wow, that person seemed really grumpy towards me. It's because they don't like me. Yes. And so, but that in your brain, in your mind, it's not fully formed. It's there, but you're not, until you actually write it down and describe it in, in some detail, uh, it's not fully formed. So it's very powerful to start to describe what the belief is, write it down, give it a, you know, put it there, give it clarity, shine a light on it. Yes. You know, I'm big on the shining a light on things. I, I do think that that is the most powerful first step. Yeah. Yes. And and it, it is in, and it's, and when you're feeling, if you're in a situation, you're feeling emotions, just like, okay, I know there's a lot going on. Like, what are the emotions that you're feeling? Yeah. But in this case, what is the belief? And then the step two is just think of the situations which, where you showed, the opposite of that so you're not trying to convince yourself that that belief is not what it is and everything but just right so for me as an introvert i would i would be like okay think of at least one but let's try i try for three situations where i uh was i felt i was an extrovert in a given situation yeah, in a, yeah. whatever and then and it's amazing how when you think of that, it's like, okay, yeah, there was that time where I was very, I had a lot of fun with a group of people and I was ch very talkative or this other time when I really felt no problem in introducing myself to somebody that I didn't know, you know, whatever. Right, 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 right. And mine would be like thinking of it, thinking of the friends who I do have in my life and yeah, th right. Cause if mine is, I can't believe that anyone will want to be friends with me, then it's right. sort of writing that down, writing down the shared interests, getting really clear on why it is I do have those people in my life. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
I like, you and know, then, I love a good journaling exercise, Rod. I really do. <laughs> I do. And the, the third step is write what you're going to do, what either you are doing about the whatever this thing is or what you're going to do about it. And if, frankly, if what you're going to do about it is I'm going to accept myself for who I am, it doesn't mean that you have to, what doing about that it doesn't mean that you have one. to like change yourself. Right. So what's next? Or, or, I love that, Rod. Yeah. And I... I love the idea of accepting ourselves too. I actually, yeah. that to me is the most powerful of all the possibilities is to just say, this is me. And mm -hmm. maybe I am, I'm happier, certainly in smaller, more intimate groups than a big, like, nothing is more terrifying to me than going into a room of 200 people and having to figure out how to fit mm -hmm. in a network. Like that is honestly, probably if I have panic dreams, that is in my panic dream. And mm -hmm. maybe that's okay. Maybe mm -hmm. I can be okay with that. And that, you know, accept that a group of three or four people is really my happy place where you can have a more intimate conversation and, you know, it's not just about the weather and, and whatever, whatever various go sports type conversations that might be happening. I'm really don't, I don't really do sports, but you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. I think that that is a really, I think that that is a really powerful thing. Yeah, hmm. it is. And then you can say, I like that. it's like I, uh, when I go into this, which we don't do anymore, but like imagine a networking event um, yeah, <laughs> you could also say like I, I'm going to go and and talk to one person. Remember right. to make it tiny. Like I'm going to do this one behavior, and then chunks. I'm going to be satisfied that with that. Like whatever that what you're going to do about it, you write that down as well. And so when I did this, uh, and I was in a mo and I was actually looking back. So I, I have a little diary, and I was looking back at the things that I wrote at that time, and I, and I. And they were really silly. I, I read that. It's like, really? That's what I was worried about? Or that's what I was thinking is my saboteur or self-limiting belief? But respect, like, yeah, that's where I was. And I can tell you, though, after doing the exercise with short statements, I mean, these are like, for me, it was one or two sentence per question, right. per like, what's the belief? What's the situation where I actually did something counter to like the flip side of that belief? And what is I'm doing about it? Super short. And I just remember feeling the uh, relief partially, but just the, the, the level of kind of uh, feeling like the just feeling down about it. Yeah. L lifted. And, you know, the day after just feeling less controlled by worrying about these different things and able to move forward. And that, I think, again, is the power of shining a light, right? It's when things are mysterious and murky and in the dark that we really can't change them. But mm -hmm. I think what the power of this is, is that is that sunlight behavior, you know, sunlight kills all germs, just allow mm -hmm. some sunlight into it. And uh, it really, really helps. Mm -hmm. It does. And that, and in just some pre-read for today i came across a quote which i'm going to read to you okay. i love a good quote you know that <clears throat> the so here's a quote the disposition to ex this is the goal for for doing this it's the 
the disposition to experience oneself as being competent to co cope with the basic challenges of life and being worthy of happiness by our friend Nathaniel Brandon. Wasn't that a, a nice little quote? I was like, oh, and we just talked about him last week. Oh, my goodness me. He's like, he's a repeat guy for yeah. us. Say the last part again, worthy of happiness. So, is that the... Yeah, so it's like... Is that how, that's a powerful overcoming statement. This, it's, like, it's to be able to cope with the basic challenges <gasps> of life and yeah. of being worthy of happiness. It, you know... Ooh, that's a good one. I might be it, getting a little verklempt, people. That's a yeah. good one. Isn't it? Yeah, and the per so the person who used that quote was in the concept same context of what we're talking about is like doing taking on these self-limiting beliefs is to achieve that goal um and it's not about being perfect and it's not about right um right. saying like i'm like the super smartest person most competent but it's about experiencing yourself as being competent and able to take on the challenges and the challenges we're talking about are these beliefs these negative beliefs that we have that limit us I bet, did you, in any of your reading, did they talk, I bet that stress levels go down if we get better at this. I oh, bet yeah. if we study this really well, that a big part of that, a big part of the cognitive dissonance of you're out in the world living one way, your brain is telling you all these different stories. I bet that adds a lot mm -hmm. of stress to the system. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think with the, um, like the, hmm. it's the element of feeling the capability ability and the uh, i'm trying to use a different word than control but it's like your our own actions we can take actions to help address and solve our problems and even if the so solving of the problem is all in our brain it's like solving the thing that's causing us that stress that right. reduces like there's this element of feeling out of control and the uncertainty of the situation is you know it's it's things are happening to us that we're not capable of dealing with leads to that. That's the whole, you know, remember the scarf model? Scarf model. That's C exactly for, what I was thinking C about. For certainty yeah, yeah, yeah. or the opposite of that is uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads to the stress. Yeah. So you're totally right. It does connect with that, that uh, fight or flight stress anxiety response. Well, I'm going to try some of these things, Rod. I'm going to try some of these three. I'm going to sort of mind map it out. I'm going to draw it as a picture. I'm going to put the self-limiting belief in the center in a little mm -hmm. circle. And then I'm going to draw all these little offshoots and then little actions from all of them. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know that makes me a nerd, but I love homework. I do. Yes. <gasps> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It is a good one. I, I and I, I so... It was funny, like uh, recently, even before we did this episode today, I, I had neat reason to come back to it. And I was reminding myself, I was like, what were those three things? And this one, I think, is powerful versus what I've seen online now, where it's like five steps, eight steps and 10 steps is we have a moment that we work through and then yeah, we put it aside. And it's like six months, one year, two years later. If there's any hope for us to remember that what we, you know, this trick or technique uh it's when it's easier to remember and there's kind of these three basic steps much easier than like an elaborate process 
I could not agree with you more. I, I think the most impactful change happens when we can keep things sim- as simple as possible for ourselves mm-hmm. and not have to layer on all this other gobbledygook. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I love a good three-step process. I do. All right, should we go try it right now? Should we like, should we go and try it and then we can report yes. back? Maybe episode 40, we'll do a report back <laughs> on our yeah. self-limiting beliefs and how we've changed it. I can't believe we're at episode 20 together, my friend. This is amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. So and thanks we, to you guys for listening. This is kind of exciting. Let's let's leave everybody with a little fun fact that <gasps> fun we've done fact. 20 episodes in a row. Like every week we have talked on a Sunday morning, except yeah. for one week. So we've, Yes. And that week was, do you want to tell? Yeah, that week was uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I think, on the Thursday or the Friday. I think it was the Thursday. And I called Rod that Friday morning and I said, I can't. I can't. I was, it made me so heartbreakingly sad. And I just needed to be sad that weekend. And I just needed to sit in the sadness and the mourning the loss of such an incredible woman and yeah. uh, and that, I think, is a part of what we talk about here, right? Is that sometimes you just got to let yourself feel sad and it's okay to do that. And that like yes. fixing, this is why I think I loved that your first statement was the first action could be accept it for what it is. Um, because that weekend you were so gracious in accepting that I just couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I just couldn't. So, yeah, that was the one weekend that we didn't record. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those will come up, but it's it's a good also, uh, the other way to look at it is we've had really good momentum uh, and, and consistency, which is pretty good if you can think about it, like 20 out of 21 weeks in a row. I know. I like that. I do too. I think we just love talking to each other, don't you think? <laughs> I think we just <laughs> really dig and dig the subject matter so much. We're both into this change stuff in such a deep way. It makes it easy. That's for sure. Yeah, sure does. Well, Well, congratulations, my friend. Yes, and to you too. Until next time. Talk to everybody in a week's time. Bye. Bye, everyone.